When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Luno SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel here for a Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. And uh, we are here for Weeks. Weeks Open Line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes. Discover different. And you can be part of the show by dialing in on 8223 0000. Or you can send us a text 0437 693 Menz, how was your weekend, my friend? Yeah, it was good, Bonds. It, uh, we talked about uh, leading into the weekend, the weekend of sport to come and how exciting it was, and it certainly lived up to it. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, into getting into the show and actually talking about a lot of different sports from around the world. But, um, yeah, I spent a bit of time on the couch watching some sport, which was, uh, which was nice to do. I don't get to do a lot of that at this time of year, so I took the, took the opportunity. How about yourself? Yeah, I was pretty much the same. Uh, we, it was great. So uh, let's get straight into it because, as you said, we've got a lot to talk about. And the hot topic, we've got a few hot topics tonight, but this is all thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time, explore our ready-made signature range of drinks inspired by Char Time fan faves. Uh, first up, the... Announcement today finally confirmed that Ross Lyon is the new coach of the St Kilda Footy Club. Yeah, which obviously came out mid last week that it was probably going to go down that pathway, and um, it was no surprise when it did get confirmed today. And um, I guess a couple of questions that people probably had um, were thrown at Ross and um, at St Kilda as well, which were really interesting to hear. So we'll certainly get to them, and it'll be a, a good little conversation for not not just us, but this will continue until the season starts next next year in twenty twenty three. Four years? Uh, you think that's the right amount of years? Uh, just initially off the bat, uh, or does it matter contracts no, any anymore? Not not when it comes to coaches. No, it's um, we see coaches' contracts torn up straight away. Um, I don't think coaching contracts really mean a lot in in sport uh, around the world and and in the AFL either. So, four years is what it is. But um, yeah, it'll be uh, a very interesting next twelve months for Ross Lyon and the St Kilda Footy Club. Andrew Bassett had a little bit to say about uh, whether he was asked whether the decision was made prior to letting go Brett Ratton, and um, here's what he had to say. Look, yeah, it's a, it's a fair question, but the truth is that we really felt that the, we really put our minds into this Brett going to take us forward as a coach, and we really try to isolate the two decisions, and yeah, I think, unfortunately, just brought the right call for the football club as hard as it was. Um, we did the work, we spent the time in terms of what we needed. And it was nothing to do with Brett's character at all. It was nothing to do with Brett's desire to change to be the best coach he could be. He threw his heart and soul into it. We just didn't feel he was the right fit for what we needed going forward. It wouldn't be fair to Brett or our football club to go ahead and therefore the right thing to do on behalf of the club was heartbreak as well to make the change. So I think that we were independent decisions, yes. 
Yeah, so there you had it, Andrew Bassett saying that the decisions around sacking uh, Brett Radden and hiring Ross Lyon were isolated and they tried to make them on their own uh, accord. Look, there is no way that is true. It clearly was, okay, we have Ross, now we can make the decision on sacking Brett Radden. You're not sacking Brett Radden at this stage of the year and going, all right, well, who's out there? Let's see if we can find someone now. So there is no doubt in my mind that they uh, got Ross on board and then thought, all right, let's pull the trigger here. I'm not, sure, I'm not so sure. I reckon they've, they got maybe half a yes from Ross. Are you, are you willing to talk about the job? And as soon as that was evident, because yeah. I, don't, I don't reckon Ross agreed to terms nah. until after Ratton was going. You, you think it's the other way around? No, I think, I think you're somewhat correct there, Bonds. I think it was more than 50% is what I'm going at. I, right. don't, I don't think it was 100% I'm signing, but I think at the same time, there is no way that they weren't confident that Ross was going to sign with them before they pulled the trigger on this. If they had that doubt in their mind or less than 50%, they're not making this decision because then everyone questions and goes, hang on, what, where was your backup plan? What what was the reasoning behind doing it now? Why didn't you do it six weeks ago? So I honestly believe they had the chat with Ross. Yeah, look, I'd definitely throw my hat in the ring. I'm pretty keen. All right, well, we know there's not much out there, so we'll take you. Well, Ross Lyon came out and said there was a, a, a really good reason why he decided to take on the job again, and uh, here's what he had to say. And look, I hate to use the name, but I'm going to use it because he's – got the most credential in the AFL, which is Lee Matthews. He rang me during the week, out of the blue, unsolicited, and he just, how are you? And he understands it. And I said, you know, shared a little bit. And he said, you don't wake up one day and think, I want to coach AFL football. Because when you've been through it, you know the highs and you know the lows, you know the challenges, you know the hot seat you're in and you know the expectation. You actually need to be taken along a journey with the people that want to employ you and convince you that all the pillars are there so then you'll take that emotional risk. And, and that's really what happened with me, to be truthful. So exactly Ross speaking there that obviously it was the right situation for him. He'd somewhat thrown his hat in the ring in the previous couple of seasons with different clubs. But again, I feel like it was that guarantee. And I, one of the questions that I've had over the last week, and I think a lot of people have had with, of Ross is, how is he going to be different to what he was 10 years ago? He's obviously been out of the game for a long time now. I'd be very interested to see. And he got asked this question today. Blank canvas, people, bring people on the journey, be in the weeds less, rely on people, you know, build the... Look, I always had strong relationships. I think that what I was behind closed doors, I think I've got more capacity to show you guys on the other side. To be honest, I dropped the curtain. I was very protective of my players in the club. And, and that, you know... So, look, I don't regret that, but I think you can see the other side a bit more. Very interesting there. So he's basically saying he's going to be a bit more transparent with the fans, with the media. A um, couple of things he said there which I Bonds took um, very much interest in was he said he wants to bring people in and he wants to rely on people, which I think potentially is a knock on him when he previously coached. He did... A lot himself, it was, um, I guess, his way or the highway at times. Bit of a micromanager, maybe. 100%. And we've seen that work as well. So I think that's something that after being out of the game for a little while, after talking with and potentially going through some opportunities to coach another club, that might have been the feedback he has got. And that might be the growth that we're going to see from Ross Lyon in 2023. Troy's on the line from WA. He wants to uh, have a bit of chat about Ross Lyon and also about blind footy. Troy... Welcome back to Sports Day, my friend. How you going, boys? Going yeah, well. I, um, I play, yeah, I played blind footy. It's basically on a, a indoor basketball court 
we actually played at the West Coast Eagles venue yesterday, and um, I got BOG, so I'm pretty pumped up about that, boys. So that was good. Well done, Troy. Yeah, thanks. Um, Ross Lyon, it sounded like a, it's a really romantic story, isn't it? Not. Um, <laughs> I don't like. We we put up with him over here, boys, and some of the things, mainly what he said and what he'd done. Well, you know that's history and that. But um, boys, this all happened on a cruise of Rodney Fox's 80th birthday, or which went down. So if your boss goes on a cruise. Watch your back when when he comes back. <laughs> and earlier in the earlier in the last week, he said his he, his heart opened up again. I thought he was going for a role at Romeo and Juliet, not St Kilda job. <laughs> Fantastic, Thanks, boys. Thanks, Thanks Troy. Troy. That Troy is, for WA. That's a great call there. That um, he talked about the Rodney Fox on the boat, and that's why I believe that uh, Ross was more than fifty percent in when they made the decision on Brett Ratton and. Uh, yeah, look, Ross is, um, I think he's been open to this opportunity for the last couple of seasons. It just hasn't played out that, out that way. And so for him, there's going to be a few challenges. He's obviously a very defensive minded coach. His team never really traditionally kicked over 70 points a game. You need to do that in today's day and age. You still need to be able to defend, but you need to be yes. able to score as well to be up there with the Geelongs, with the Sydneys, with the Collingwoods, um, with the Brisbane's, these teams that were up the top of the ladder this year. So that will be an absolute challenge for him. They got a guy out forward who can kick a, a few, though. They, no, they, they certainly do. They've got some good young players. Yes. Um, but um, I think we're going to we're gonna chat with Daniel Cherney later on. I'll be interested to see what he thinks, because he's closer to it than us, that St Kilda needs to do and what they need to bring in potentially over the next couple of years to have that success yeah. with Ross Lyon. Daniel Cherney coming up later in the show. He's a big Saints man. We'll talk to him. And um, funny that Troy mentioned then that it was a bit like a love affair, and I did mention last week on Friday, I think, that uh, – For me, it's got a bit of a feel about going out with an ex-girlfriend. I hope I'm wrong that he'll be successful, but I'm not sure how it's going to turn around in uh, the next three or four years. Yeah, look, I said this last week too, Bonds. It's going to be an interesting watch no matter which way this goes. Um, St Kilda will be the most talked about club over the next 12 months with Ross Lyon back at the helm. All right, before we go to a break, we'll have a quick chat about the Aussies and New Zealand game in the World Cup. New Zealand, they turned up and they spanked Australia. They, they won by 89 runs and were fantastic. They certainly were. They were unbelievable. Obviously, Conway, 92, not out at the top of the order. But the bowling lineup for mine of uh, Trent Bolt, Southie, Santner, Ferguson, and Sodi, they look, they've got the experience. They've got a really nice balance. Um, the thing I love about New Zealand is they've been competitive for a long time. They lost the 2015 and 2019 ODI World Cups, and then they lost last year's uh, T20 World Cup final as well. So they have been in three finals in um, the last six years of competitions and not got the job done. They were unlucky against England where they lost on the tie break. Correct. Um, so potentially under Kane Williamson, maybe they can go one step further. They certainly showed it against Australia that um, a massive start for them. And geez, the Aussies, uh, it's, a, it's a concern now with only top two teams going through to the semis. They need to beat Sri Lanka tomorrow night in Perth. Can Australia get into the semis from here? Uh, I think they can. Um, I think home soil obviously is going to help. David Warner, man of the series last year, I don't think he's going to stay down for many games. He'll, he'll hit a score. They've got the firepower to do it. 
But in saying that, with their net run rate as bad as it is now, if Sri Lanka knocks us off tomorrow night, it's nearly curtains um, because England's in the same group and they won their first game as well as Sri Lanka and New Zealand. So out of Sri Lanka, New Zealand, England, and Australia, only two go through. If we lose to New Zealand and we lose to Sri Lanka, it is as good as done. Um, You're going to need someone to upset one of the best teams. So it is a massive game tomorrow night. 9.30 it is uh, in our time here in Adelaide at Optus Stadium. All right, this is uh, Sports ASA. We'll take a break. All thanks to Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian-owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. We'll be back after the break. More hot topic to come. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show, 8223-0000. And we're continuing the hot topics because there's so much going on. And don't risk miss, missing all your team's matches in the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports, which is what I did last night, and saw an unbelievable game of cricket India v Pakistan in front of 90,000 plus people at the G. Dan, how good was it? Oh, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, any international sport at the MCG with fans like the Indians and the Pakistanis, it's so parochial. It would have been an incredible event to be at, just the atmosphere um, and the way it finished as well. I I think a lot of people thought it's probably not going to be a grandstand finish, but it certainly turned out that way. I was lucky enough to be at the Australia, sorry, India v Pakistan game in the World Cup in 2015 at Adelaide Oval, uh, where there was about 40,000 people, and the atmosphere was just nuts. It was crazy. So uh, what about Coley? His innings, and especially late in the innings, uh, I think he got 67 off his last 29 balls or something ridiculous like that. He just proved, once again, the class of the man. Oh, it was incredible innings. It was one of the better innings you'll ever see. And so to do it under the pressure they were under – uh, India obviously were chasing 160 to win and six overs in, they were four for 31. Yes. So you look at that and you go, well, this is probably done except the fact that Vera Kohli is still in. And obviously him and Hardik Panya built their innings beautifully. Panya went a bit harder earlier. Kohli obviously worked into it. Panya finished with 40 and Vera Kohli was 82 not out of 53 balls. Um, if you haven't seen it, watch. You can track it down online. Watch the last over last night where Virat Kohli got India over the line. Um, it would be one of the probably the highlight of the World Cup. Well, they need thirteen off the last over to win, and they ended up getting ten off no balls. Oh. There was a wide, a free hit, a ricochet off the stumps. They got three for that. Uh, Kohli hit a six off the waist high no ball. Uh, it was it was just you were watching. Pakistan implode while Kohli just took control. Yeah, you absolutely were. And you talked about that. He hit six off the no ball. Um, the one that actually Nawaz bowled at the, no, the ball after the no ball and um, he'd hit the stumps and he actually thought he had his man. He actually stopped, turned around, and then Kohli was very quick on it. And they got three runs, which in the yes. end was massive. Um, so... It actually had everything in the last over. Um, had wickets, had sixes, had no balls, had wides, um, and it came down to the last ball. And it looked like we were potentially going to have a super over, which would have been an incredible finish, but it almost couldn't have got any better than what it did. And um, yeah, what that does for India, obviously catapults them really nicely. Pakistan now going to have a harder run, but it does show that Pakistan are good enough. They've got a very good team. Um, Baba Azam, who got LBW yesterday for a duck, 
he's going to be good to watch for the rest of the tournament. But um, they're going to be thereabouts as well. Yeah, their bowling's very good. Uh, their fielding can be suspect at times, yeah. but uh, they uh, yeah, and some of their decision making late in the game yesterday um, was yeah probably not up to standard, but just an amazing game of cricket, amazing atmosphere, and uh, what a way to set the T Twenty World Cup. Uh, on its on its path, and we didn't get a washout as well. So Correct. great result. Correct. So uh, let's go a little bit closer to home, down the road at Karen Rolton Oval. The Strikers have had a big win today. They bowled the Renegades out for 101. Amanda Jade Wellington has set a new WBBL record with the best figures in any game: five for eight. That is uh, that is incredibly off three point five. That is incredible bowling, and not just for that reason. We've Obviously talked about how Karen Rolton Oval is a batter's wicket. Um, so to take five for eight um, is massive for her, credit to her, but also it's massive for the strikers as well. They dropped their first two games, yep. have now managed to get a couple on the trot, puts them back in the competition. So really big win for them. Um, did it quite comfortably in the end. And our girl Gemma Barsby uh, got a couple of wickets as well, two for 13 off her four overs. Strikers got them uh, two Wickets down, uh, Deirdre Dotton made 55 not out, so for the West Indian uh, import. Cleared the fences a couple of times as well. So uh, she is the one, if you're going to get down and watch the Strikers play this year, she's the one that you definitely want to see bat. Men's, it's time for the Betfair Lay-Bin. Back and lay bet on Derby Day. Or is it Derby Day? Ah, Derby Derby Day. Day. Either or. (laughs) Join at betfair.com.au or on the app, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Who are you putting in the lay-bin, men's? Yeah, look, there's been a little bit of talk about this. I'm going to put Pat Cummins in the lay-bin. Now, obviously, there's a bit of talk about the Alinta Energy that he doesn't want to be a part of. Um, It's a sponsor of the cricket team that he captains. Um, He's also done adverts for them in the past, um, and he plays in the IPL where there's a lot of money as well that um, might be interesting in terms of how that gets there and where that comes from. So I'm going to put him in there. Didn't have a great start to the 2020 World Cup, got hit for 46 of his four overs, um, and then obviously the timing of this is not great as well. All I'll say with that, Bonds, is do your research before. Um, if you're going to be politically correct with things, it's potentially better to do this at the start and make that decision rather than midway through after you've done some adverts. So... I'm putting Paddy Cummins in the lay-bin. How about yourself? Uh, I'm putting uh, R. Ashwin in the lay-bin for claiming a half-volley as a catch. Simple as that. That's it. We'll leave it at that. Um, I don't want too much hate mail from India. Uh, (laughs) um, Head to Betfair for live markets on the T20 Cricket World Cup. And you can back or lay bet, gamble responsibly, call 1-800-858-858. Now, before we go to a break, men's, uh, we now have – do we have a stinger for – Daniel, we have a stinger of sorts. <laughs> this is Dan's US Sport Update. Very sexy intro there for you. Shout out, Sammy, on that one. That's a good <laughs> intro. And with that, let's start with the NBA. So we'll, get, we'll be brief on the NBA. We've touched on it a little bit last week, but uh, Ben Hook's Grizzlies came back down to earth with their first loss to the Dallas Mavericks, 137-96. to 96. So we have talked about last week, Bonds, about maybe Joel Embiid, potential MVP candidate. Well, how about Luka Doncic with 32-7-10? and 10? Would he be a viable pick for MVP this year? He would, but he's got to uh, stand behind Jason Tatum. 
Yes, well, I, I love that you mentioned Jason Tatum because after nearly the first week down, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Trailblazers, and the Utah Jazz are the only undefeated teams. And the title contenders of the Lakers and the 76ers are both winless at 0-3. Now let's move to NFL. So most of the games in the NFL happen Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, their time, which is Monday morning for us. So they all happen today. So I'm just going to touch on a couple of winners from today, a couple of losers or the biggest disappointment and the notable matchup. So I'm going to start with the winners. I'm going to go to New York. New York Giants and New York Jets. They just keep getting it done. So the Giants beat the Jaguars 23-17. to The Jets beat the Broncos, sorry, 16-9. to These two teams have been notoriously bad for a decade. The Giants moved to 6-1 and one and the Jets to 5-2. and two. How about that, Bonds? It's awesome. It's, uh, yeah, New York's up and about at the moment. They absolutely are. And two places that aren't as up and about are the <laughs> losers or the disappointment of the NFL, and that's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. They are really struggling at the moment. So... Brady, there's a bit of talk about off-field and on-field. What's going on there? Well, they lost to Carolina 3-21. to They're now 3-4. and four. And Green Bay lost to Washington Commanders 21-23. to Shocking they're, name, by the way. Terrible name. Terrible, one of the worst in sport. They could have gone with so many yeah. others. Um, but they're also 3-4. and four. So they're a couple of losers. And the notable matchup that I want to finish on is the Kansas – Kansas City Chiefs, they look super impressive beating the 49ers today, 44-23. to They moved to 5-2. and two. Patrick Mahomes, how's this? He throws throws for 423 yards and three touchdowns today. So they are the notable winners from the weekend. I want to finish with the MLB. I want to touch on this for a second. So the Philadelphia Phillies are into the MLB World Series starting next week. So they have come out of the wildcard game. So for those who don't follow baseball, that is the equivalent of finishing seventh or eighth in the AFL and then now into the grand final. The other team that I want to touch on is the Astros, the Houston Astros. They beat the Yankees. They swept them four to nil. They also beat the Marriott's three to nil. So they are undefeated in the postseason. So for those out there, there'll be a lot of people that don't follow baseball. It's good in the regular season, but what it is is it's elite when it comes to the World Series. It starts this Saturday morning here in Australia. Definitely something to look out for. And the last one I'll finish on, because it was in America, is the Formula One, which was early this morning at the same time as the NFL. Max Verstappen won the USA Grand Prix in Texas. Red Bull then went on to win the Constructors' Championship as well. So a really good day in American sport and a really good day for Red Bull there as well, winning that championship. That was Dan's US Sport Update. I love that. That was awesome. All right, we're going to take a break here on Sports ASA and come back. We'll speak to Dan Cherney from Sportscape. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA, Bonds and Men's with you. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and don't forget our week's open line, discover exceptional customer service, Weeks Homes, Discover Different. And uh, Dan, joining us now is Dan Cherney from Code Sports. All thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads, tirepower.com.au. Dan, welcome to Sports Day. G'day, Paul. Dan, good to be with you. Now, obviously, you're a, a bit of a St Kilda man and officially announced today that Ross Lyon is your new coach. What are your thoughts on uh, Ross Lyon getting the gig? Well, it's a remarkable set of events, isn't it? I mean, it's been more than 30 years since uh, AFL coaches returned to the club um, after after stint away, uh, returned to any club after stint away. Uh, let's go back to sort of David Park and territory. And uh, so the Saints have been hoping that it ends as well as it did for um, for the Blues in, in that instance when Park had won the, won the flag. 
Um, yeah, amazing. I mean, it's all happened so quickly. Obviously, Brett Ratton only getting sacked you know, 10 days ago, 10, 11 days ago, and Ross Lyon already appointed. I mean, it looks completely on the cards for, um, for well over a week now. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, look, it's entertaining. It's interesting, at the very least. It's not, it's, uh, I think broadly it's good for football in the sense it's, um, it's an engrossing storyline. But uh, I think the he inherited a list of the children in 2006 who had a lot more talent than the current one does in relative terms. And so I think he's got his, he's got his work cut out. Um, and it's a long time since he's coached a team to the finals. So we wait and see. Hopefully it works out for him. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a, yeah, there's no guarantee. It's not far from it. No, exactly right, Dan. And thanks for jumping on with us. And so we've already had a discussion a little bit earlier in the show about with obviously Brett Ratton being sacked and obviously then Ross Lyon coming in. Do you believe that they had Ross before they made this decision? Yeah, it's a good question, Dan. I mean, it's the one that, uh, and there were a few uh, inconsistencies with some of the stories that uh, all the, the chain of events um, explained by the President Andrew Bassett today and, and even relative to the press conference t- uh, 10 days ago when they, they announced um, they announced uh, Brett Ratton's sacking or confirmed Brett Ratton's sacking. Look, I think... I'm not sure they had spoken to him beforehand, but um, but I think they had certainly ascertained... I think there's, you, can, you can be pretty confident that they'd, at the very least, take um, you know, through back channels had tested the water with, uh, with people connected to him to see whether he was interested in the job and um, would appear to be the case. So, uh, look, I think Andrew Bassett was asked directly whether they would have sacked Brett Ratton if not for, um, if Ross wasn't available. He didn't sort of, he didn't say it wasn't a, it wasn't a a hard yes. So uh, I think, um, I think the fact that they'd gone through this review, which they claim had all signs pointing to a coach like Ross Lyon or wanting one. And um, that's, uh, so that's where where it got to. So I think, um, yeah, uh, it's hard to see that the two weren't at least somewhat connected. Yes, I completely agree with you there. I think you're spot on. Um, you talked about Ross coming in now with a group that is less talented than last time when he got there. Obviously, him being at St Kilda, the pressure is going to be on next year. Where do you see the club at? Is it a complete rebuild? Are they contending for finals? Or will they potentially internally see themselves as content- contenders as early as next year? Look, I think they will believe that they are... Well, certainly a finals contender. I mean, they, you know, they, they've been knocking on the door the last couple of years and made it the previous year, and and they haven't sort of lost a heap of talent from there. I mean, it, it, it's sort of, and it's not as though their core is unbelievably aging. I know mean, they've got sort of a, a weird hybrid sort of list with some some good young talent, but then sort of and sort of a, a solid, if, if perhaps not absolutely spectacular, older core. But you know, most of their better players are still. Um, not still in their twenties, so I think that they can feel as though they're not probably. They would believe or hope that they're not. They didn't get enough out of themselves over the last couple of years. So I think they would think that they're certainly going to be, um, you know, well in the eight or, uh, or they should be in the eight. Um, now whether it's and they're in the top four for a chunk of this season. Now whether they realistically can contend for a premiership, I'm, I have my serious reservations. But I think they will. I think they will, they will reasonably view themselves as a, as a top six contender. Um, and then from there, well, it depends how quickly they can get more out of their kids and, and get the best out of it, the core they have. What do you think they need to be a top four contender, Dan? Uh, look, I think they just... Look, ultimately, I think they need... 
they need better players, to be to be frank. I, I think they need. I think they need more. I think they need more talent. I think there's still a bit of a dearth of absolute A-grade talent on that list, and I'm not sure I see it coming through. I think that they've still been heavily reliant on um, several of their, or still significantly reliant, or had had still significant contributions for older guys like Seb Ross and Brad Crouch and, and Brad Hill has been hit and miss, um, and those guys have been solid, but um, I'm not sure they've been, you know, they've done enough to sort of gen- genuinely push for a for a top four premiership tilt. So, um, look, I think it's um, uh, look, I, th- I think there is, you know, if they get 10 percent more out of every player on that list, well, that's a that's a big uptick, and I think Max King is a genuine. A grader was on the cusp of being an A plus player, but um, they really need huge improvement across the board, and, and they need their kids to, to quickly kick on. But uh, there's no guarantees of that happening. Yeah, absolutely. And one way potentially Ross might see to get an extra ten percent out of those players is to bring in and put some really good people around him to be able to develop those players. He talked about that himself in terms of actually relying on others and allowing them to have a role. So. Do you see him potentially bringing in a few people, whether it be coaches, whether it be in the administration side, um, or even players? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, a bit late, pretty pretty late in the piece to bring in you know serious extra players, but uh, I think they will bring in. Um, look, look, they've got some coaching vacancies to fill, at least one. Um, this is ranks, I think, sounds like Robert Harvey is going to head back. Uh, in there before, obviously as a player and also as an assistant coach under Ross in the Lions last year in 2011. Uh, and um, Lenny Hayes has already signed on. They've got Corey Enright, who's only been there a year. Uh, they've been linked to Andy McCall, another former successful player who's been at Richmond. So I think they will bolster the, the coaching um, panel a bit. Um, but, you know, Ross is, is, is going to be the main driver of that. He's always the main man wherever he goes. I and mean, I think he might delegate a bit more than he did in the past, but you know, Leopard's chat in terms of the spots too much. So, um, and then player-wise, well, I mean, it's, as I said, it's a bit late. They're just going to have to hit the draft. I think they tried to improve their draft hand a bit. Um, looking at shopping around Hunter Clark, obviously they went after um, Jordan Dugowie, couldn't land him. So for the moment, uh, they've just got to sort of pick they're largely going to have to use what they, they have on their books already. Speaking with Dan Cherney from Code Sports. Dan, uh, just want to switch sports here and talk about the cricket. Were you lucky enough to be at the MCG last night? Look, unfortunately, I wasn't actually there, but uh, obviously watched it very closely and um, yeah, incredible scenes. Look, it's such a storied rivalry in there in Pakistan. Um, obviously, the tensions are uh, extreme and um, you know go very deep. Um, but uh, just a captivating night of sport, and um, yeah, what a run chase from India, what a performance from Virat Kohli, who's been such a you know, he's a legend of the game, but really one of his signature performances, and then to the drama of the last over and the last few overs, the last in particular. Um, you know, the, the wides and the you know, ball and the, um, yeah, it was, it was all happening. So, um, yeah, an incredible finish and um, yeah, one for, one for the ages. And the other one we want to touch on with you, Dan, is obviously Australia and their performance against New Zealand. Um, not the start we're after. We obviously have a big game against Sri Lanka tomorrow night. Any potential changes or anything you would potentially do if you're making the decision? Yeah, look, it's, it's pretty um, pretty dicey now for Australia. They, they have to win against Sri Lanka and you know they really even if they win all their games they're still not guaranteed to make it from here such as the net run rate show off that they took against New Zealand and they're going to need other results to go their way it would appear um, look look to be honest I, I don't think Aaron Finch is the best 11 anymore but I'm, they're, they're not going to drop the captain I mean the consideration is whether they bring in Steve Smith 
say, for Marcus Stoinis or Cameron Green for Marcus Stoinis. Um, I suspect they're going to just go into the same 11. I think they've backed them into this point and they'll give them at least one more game. I mean, for the most part, this is the team that, uh, that won the World Cup 12 months ago. Um, Tim David's the addition for Steve Smith. And I think David, while he didn't flop the other night, I think he's an important addition um, in terms of being a difference maker in the middle order and the power, power hitting and the death overs. But... Um, because a lot of guys, I think, have to be on notice. I mean, Mitchell Stark hasn't been delivering enough in recent times in white ball cricket. Pat Cullens has to lift. Has to lift. Um, Finch, as I've said, um, you know, they just need some winning contributions from some of these guys. Otherwise, the, you know, the title defence is going to end very quickly. Just going through what you said then, uh, this guy needs to lift, this guy needs to lift, this guy needs to improve, this guy shouldn't be there. Uh, you're not painting exactly a rosy picture for the Australian cricket team there, Daniel. But uh, look, I, I, I agree with you. I think their lead-up has been poor um, and yeah, wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they get beaten tomorrow as well. Look, they should beat Sri Lanka. Um, I think they are a class above Sri Lanka. They, they, they belted Sri Lanka on home turf earlier this year. Uh, I was a bit tighter over there. Um, I think they, they, I think there's a class differential against a team like that. But yeah. the way they're going, it's hard to have that much confidence, as you said. So, look, I think they will beat Sri Lanka, but um, you know they'd want to start turning around very quickly. Uh, and, and you're right, the, the lead up was was indifferent at best, and um, it, ha- it hasn't been convincing. And I think in hindsight, a lot of that is sort of what the, un- the unconvincing warm up uh, lead up was. Um, you know that that played out uh, in front of our eyes, in front of it. SCG on Saturday night against the Mate, I really appreciate your time. We love having you on the show, and uh, yeah, have a have a great day tomorrow and go to the Aussies. I hope. No, no, George, Aussies. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan Cherney from Code Sports. All thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot for a huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Dan, the show is flying along. After the break, we've got our top seven. We'll wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere. This is Sports Day SA. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonza, Dan Menzel with you, and uh, into the last segment. And it is time for the Kia Top 7, Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, they are the cars of the year. Men's, you can go first. What's your top seven, my friend? Gladly. So with the T20 World Cup on at the moment, I thought I'll take a look at this. And for the casual cricket fan out there, or even the lovers of cricket, there's a lot of games on. So I have come up with seven players, a list of one to seven, um, that you need to tune in for and watch this T20 World Cup. So I'm going to start at number seven. Now, obviously, most of these players are going to be batsmen. So I'm going to start with a bowler. Um, I thought about going with Rashid Khan, obviously our own homegrown here at Striker, but um, I don't know if they'll make it through to the semis. Another one I've got a soft spot for is Kugisa Rabada, but I'm going with Trent Bolt at number seven. Thoughts on that? Uh, We're watching his batting, are we? We are watching both. <laughs> I don't With how New Zealand were the other night, I don't think we'll see him bat. He's not going to get a bat. Uh, Yes, I love the way... He goes about his bowling. Number six, maybe not one as well known, Babar Azam. So he got out for a duck LBW yesterday against India, but I think he is arguably the best cricketer in the world, the best batsman in the world. He is elite and will be fantastic to watch for the rest of the tournament. Number five, I love watching this guy play in the IPL. He captains in the IPL. He was the captain of the winning team, Hardik Panya. So yep. three for 30 and 40 he made last night. Thoughts on Hardik at five? Pretty good player. 
um, Panya and again, I'm with you so far. They're all good. Good. Okay. Number four, I have Joss Butler. I'm going off the back of his BBL form, which has been incredible over the last two seasons. I had to put an Englishman in now. He opens the batting. Joss one, Butler. One negative about Butler, he never looks like he's really having a good time. <laughs> Give us a smile, Joss. All right. There's some feedback for Joss. All right. Let's move to number three. This guy, I think, might potentially be the winning captain this year, which if Australia don't win, I'd be gladly and very happy to see this this guy hold up the trophy, and that is Kane Williamson. Yeah, agree. Um, Devin Conway's taking a little bit of the limelight off him at the moment, but, again, a fantastic player. Which I think Good they, captain. Too. Great captain, and that's why I've got him so high, but I think they need that as well, the Kiwis. That's where they've lacked potentially is other guys to get the job done. So I'm going to move to the top two. I had to put an Australian in there. I went with Glenn Maxwell at two. Yes. And we'll go to number one, drum roll. I don't think it's going to be that hard after what we witnessed um, <laughs> in the India-Pakistan game. But the number one player, if you're going to tune in just for a little bit of the World Cup, you have to watch is Virat Kohli. Yeah, I, I, and I would um... – I would put uh, Mark Wood amongst the players to watch too because anyone who bowls at 150 clicks is worth watching. Absolutely. So there's my top seven. Collie at one, Maxwell at two, Williamson three, Joss Butler four, Hardik Panya five, Babar Azam at six, and Trent Bolt at seven. So there's seven players to tune in for over the coming weeks in the T20 World Cup. Where would you like to go with your Kia top seven? I'm going South Australia. For my top seven, we've had a fantastic weekend. We are winning everything. So here's the top seven wins by South Australia over the last uh, three or four days. Uh, okay, firstly, um, one from today, Shane Edwards back at the Crows in, uh, in a role there looking after the Indigenous players, which is unbelievably good. That's a win for the Crows. Massive win. Good for the culture. 300 games. Uh, the Crows AFLW team win over Geelong by two points last Friday. Huge. It catapults them into the top four. I really like that. Yep. Uh, five. Uh, strikers defeating the Sixers last Friday by three runs. Yes. Massive for their season to get it going. They yes. hadn't won a game until then. Yep. Uh, massive. The Redbacks beating Tassie by four wickets and Jake Lehman, 78, not out. Huge. Tassie undefeated to that stage and off the back of Sheffield Shield, lack of success. We needed that. Adelaide United, 10 men. They drew with Sydney Footy Club. That's as good as a win. That is in Sydney, obviously a very good team. Um, and 10 men from the 40-minute mark onwards. So you're right, that Correct. is a, a big result for Adelaide United. Amanda Jade Wellington, five for eight. And at, the strikers get back-to-back wins. Stiff at number two, that is? That's at number two. Stiff, very stiff of five for eight at Karen Rolton. That is incredible. Yeah, probably well done. number one. But there's a reason I've left this uh, last. Uh, the Adelaide 36 is Beat the Kings on Friday night and um, you know, shut the mouth of their owner. They they absolutely did that. And I think it showed that the Phoenix game wasn't a fluke. Um, it's going to be an incredible year for the 36ers this year. They play the Breakers uh, at home this Friday. But mm. that is a massive result on the road. Randall, obviously, huge for us again. Um, they're going to be box office this year, the 36ers. They are. They just, just don't miss out. Uh, they have an elite team. Just get to the Entertainment Centre and watch them. Uh, they are unbelievably good and un- unbelievably entertaining. They absolutely are. And hopefully we get Paul Smith back on. I'm not sure after he, whether he'll do that again. He didn't take a call tonight. I don't understand why. <laughs> Sam's been ringing him for the last hour and he just won't answer his phone. What he did do is he sold 8,000 tickets. So they will be very happy that they're getting the people and the bums on seats there. And uh, he is great for the sport. And then they backed up and, and beat Melbourne in Melbourne, which is 
just a great win for them as well. And they thumped Melbourne as well. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. So if the 36ers keep this domination up, we're absolutely going to have to get one of them on to find out how they're going. Um, so to anyone out there at the 36ers, we'll, we'll be chatting with you next week after <laughs> another couple of wins. <laughs> we will. Uh, and that was the uh, Kia Top 7. And also... You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Now, Dan, we've got about a minute left before we have to go. It's been such a big weekend in sport uh, around the country, but especially around Australia with that massive game last night. Yeah, absolutely it has, and it's just catapulted the World Cup. Um, it started, it kicked it off really well. Obviously, Australia plays Sri Lanka tomorrow night, so... Must win game for us there. So absolutely be tuning in for that one. There's plenty of NBA coming um, this week as well. We've got plenty coming up. Um, we're moving into AFLW finals, obviously the big bash. It's a great time of year. Without the AFL men's competition on, there's so much else on to watch, um, yep. which is uh, it's, it's great for the city and it's obviously great for any sports lover. Hookie will be back tomorrow to join you. And uh, so don't forget to join in tomorrow for more Sports Day. And uh, we'll see you next time. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.